I am Dan, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and from Odessa, I say hello to you. Welcome to our worship service 290 here in Victory Church. The topic of this morning is barley. As a matter of fact, this is the continuation of the worship service 290 on May 15, 2022. I invite you to go to the website, you can download the bulletin there, look for the tab bulletins and go ahead. Or if you're watching in the comfort of your home through this big TV, grab your phone, point towards the QR code, and you will be able to download the bulletin of this teaching. prayers for every single day, hoping that you are doing good, my dear church member, and uh, for those who are here in the service today, we all together, we serve the Lord God Almighty with all of our hearts. Anyone else that church, more than welcome, of course. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing with our IT. To all our beautiful uh, work that is being done today and through all these platforms, phenomenal job, Sebastian. Thank you, Tracy, for those songs. They are wonderful, and we love them. And also, thank you to our staff, our tremendous helpers going through all the platforms promoting the service of Victory Church. Thank you, friends. Barley. Do you know what barley is? It's, it's a, actually, all this begins precisely with the story that we began last Sunday, the story of Naomi. They going to take off precisely from the moment that they were traveling back to Israel. So these two ladies, they went through a lot. Last Sunday, we studied the cause of the misfortune of Naomi and Ruth losing their husbands. Now, Naomi is the mother and Ruth is the daughter-in-law. So let's continue reading. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. We read from the easy-to-read version. Here is the reading in chapter 1, still Verses 18 through 19. Naomi saw that Ruth wanted very much to go with her, so Naomi stopped arguing with her. Naomi and Ruth traveled with the two and were very excited. Now, Naomi said, I have everything I wanted when I left. But now, listen to this, my friend. The Lord brings me home with nothing. The Lord has made me sad. So why should you call me happy? Happy. God has given much trouble to me. This is the way that Naomi accepts the welcome of the people where she belongs. What do you read here that is not too good. <laughs> you can say, well, she was very depressed, sad, she was upset. All that is correct. But the truth is you always will speak what's in your heart. Probably you are thinking about what happened last week. 
things that happened to you, perhaps some uh, differences of opinion between you and somebody. And suddenly you said something or somebody else was not nice. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that somebody will say certain things that you don't expect? Well, those things were all the time in their hearts. If you are surprised for certain things that you hear people saying, like in this case, she's being God. Well, it's not a surprise. A lot of people blame God for all their difficulties. You do that. The question is, do you do that? Do you blame the Lord for your circumstances? Now or in the past? You know, some people wonder, why did I was born this particular family? Why, why is it that my parents were such and such and such and such instead of such and such and such and such? And people go in that, in that path because they basically want to blame the Lord God. That is not right. And I will tell you this, Naomi actually didn't do good here. Just by returning to her homeland, where all the family and friends that she knew were waiting for them, and they were so excited. They were so excited, and then she's vomiting those words, blaming the Lord. Imagine that. Now, you, in some uh, moment, can be upset. Now, there are people that they trust in the Lord, they worship the Lord, they respect the Lord. And let's suppose that when you are around believers that are very strong, and then you vomit something like that. Like what made me so sad. The Lord God has given much trouble to me, is what she said. Don't you think that people will look at you and wonder what's wrong with you? Because we know very well that things can happen to anybody. You realize that, right? Anyone can have an accident. And every family, you will have misfortunes and sad moments and some losses, what are you going to do about it? It's part of life. Not everything succeeds. Not everything goes the way that we want. But are we going to be blaming God? I don't think so. The Lord God is merciful. And that is the first thing that I, I want us to, when we reflect about this passage, I want us to be in the same page, my friend. You have to get rid of those ideas that whatever is going wrong in your life is the Lord's fault. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you know, you need to learn to understand people even when they are wrong. Because quite often you will be precisely in those environments when someone is blaming the Lord. Someone is pretty upset. And they can say things like that. I'm going to uh, to be a counter at 
in this person for what this person says, you know, believe me, the Lord doesn't need you to be his defender. <laughs> Lord God doesn't need any help from anybody. He can handle it himself. I promise you that. Now, we know what this lady said was wrong. I've been around people that are saying things that are understand people's feelings because sometimes that is a way that you can connect with them. You know what is interesting? That through all these readings, we don't find at any point that Ruth actually had anything against Naomi. On the contrary. Now, why is that? The Naomi, in fact, was a devoted woman devoted to God, devoted to her family, spouse, children, and even to them, the daughters-in-law, orphaning Ruth. Ruth knew her character, Naomi's character, but because of the circumstances, whatever they are, every and each one of us is going to say something that is not right. Of course, it's in our hearts. But what about the whole record? It's important that when we are dealing with people, when you, my friend, are dealing with your family and your friends, and sometimes they say something, don't give too much importance to certain things. Yes, it was wrong. Absolutely, you're right. But it's like, if I ask you, have you said in your life things that were wrong, but you didn't mean it? <laughs> Maybe you meant it in that moment, but later you say, well, you know, I exaggerated a little because I was, what, upset. There you go. So it's very important that you learn to understand those feelings because, in fact, you really want to be understood, you know, with your friends and your family. When you don't feel all happy and cheerful and you say certain things, you will expect that those who love you will say, you know what, and upset. <laughs> You're talking about death here, the death of the husband, the two sons, no money, nothing, returning with empty hands. Well, you know, it's not that she is upset because her Wi-Fi is not working well on her phone. It's a real issue here. So we need to see everything from a good perspective. Now, verse 2, it says that one day, Ruth said to Naomi, I think I will go and find someone who will be kind to me and let me gather the grain. They live in their field. Why is that? Well, because when they were gathering the grain, you know, the workers, they are putting all the grain, they are the, in the fields, and they put that in carts, whatever vehicles they were using, or sacks. But some of those parts of grain, the leaves and whatever, they were falling on the ground. And that is what she thought, I'm going to go there. So in verse 5, we read where she was, where Ruth was. Boaz, the owner was in charge of the workers, he asked. 
Whose girl is that? Now, I want you to notice that he didn't ask who is that girl <laughs> or who that girl is. He asked whose girl is that? It's an interesting because it's this word that determines fashion. Now, culturally speaking, being himself the owner of the field and he had workers, he felt that they belonged to him. So he was w wondering, whose who's girl is that? Because I don't remember that she is part of my crew. That is what he is thinking. He wants to know. He noticed that this was special. And she was not part of the crew. And he wanted to know. So in verses 5, uh, I'm sorry, 6 through 7, it says that the servant answered, she is the woman who came with Naomi from the country of Moab. She came early this morning and asked me if she called the that was left on a short time in that shelter. Of course, the guy granted permission, right, and said, sure, go ahead. Pick up whatever is, is falling. Because the guy had compassion. You know what is interesting, my friends? Sometimes people go through but they don't want to show compassion. Someone wants to get a job, can to get the job, but sometimes there are requirements from the company, like tools. I don't know. Whenever it's in your hand to help somebody that wants to work, Watch this. It's very important. This girl wanted to work, which is the opposite of what we see today. In this world, people don't are looking for, they are not precisely are searching for employment. <laughs> they just want money. And they think that if you don't give them, you don't have compassion. That's a separate issue, but I want you to notice the difference. Somebody just begging, give me, give me, give me. It's someone that wants to work. Now, she is not qualified to do the job. She's not part of the crew. We don't know what were the specific stipulations to be hired in that crew by Boaz. But certainly, the he had the authorized somebody to pick up the grain that was falling. The leftovers, that part that was insignificant, perhaps even use, or maybe to trade somewhere for something else. This guy had compassion. Of course, he says, okay. So, verses, both at the root. Listen, child, I want you to notice what is the approach from Boaz to root. Listen, child. Stay here in the field to gather grain for yourself. There is no need for you to go to any other field. You're following behind my women workers. Watch the grain and follow them. I have warned the young men not to bother you. When you are thirsty, go and drink from the same water. Jog men drink from. So 
So basically, boss he's here is telling the girl, don't go anywhere, stay here. We will help you. Somehow, Boaz was intrigued by this girl. He knew certain things, and that is exactly what happens constantly to all of us. Let's continue reading. So in verse 10, now, then Ruth bowed very low to the ground with humility. She said to Boaz, I am a foreigner, so I am surprised you even noticed me. (laughs) And here's the answer, verses 11 and 12. Don't you love this story? I know about all the help you have given to your mother-in-law, Naomi. I know you helped her even after your husband died. And I know that you left your father and mother in your own country and came here to this country. You did not know anyone from this country, but you came here with Naomi. The Lord will reward you for all the good things you have done. The Lord, the God of Israel, will pay you in full. You have come to him for safety, and he will protect you. What a statement. Then Ruth said, verse 13, I hope I can continue to please you, sir. You are very kind. I am only a servant and not even one of your own servants. But you have said kind words to me and comforted me. How nice is that, right? Whatever is the trouble that you can be involved, immersed, going through, rather than feeling sorry for yourself, Rather than feeling defeated and going into depression, rather than starting to cry and make dramas and even attempts to suicide or things of that matter, rather than going in that direction, you need to set your mind to be productive and look for opportunities to do something to help yourself. You know, Ruth was not thinking just of herself. She was thinking of Naomi. But of course, also she was thinking of herself. They needed to eat. They needed to find a place to stay. We don't know exactly the details where they were staying. But what we know is is one thing. (laughs) It has to do with the saying. They say that after a few days, the dead body stinks. You know, sometimes, from time to time, you, myself, anyone can be in need and ask for a few days to be in the house of somebody. And they say, sure, here's a couch, here's a room. And the truth is that as soon as you get there and you get settled and, you know, try to recover from whatever crisis is what you went through, people will be patient with you for, for, a, for a little while. But if they notice that two days pass by and you are doing nothing, it's the third day, <laughs> you know. On the third day is enough, you know. The dead body stinks and people say, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Because you're not going to be stationed here on the couch or in this room forever. Certainly, it's not going to happen. You need to learn to set your mind to be productive. 
and search for opportunities and always analyze what is what you can do. My friend, it doesn't matter how hard the situation might be around you, and it doesn't matter what are the things that you don't know or you don't possess, you need to think this way. First of all is, what is what you can do? Because you are able to do certain things. You have intelligence. You have skills, talents, abilities, capabilities. You are smart enough to do certain things. Physical things. Mental, intellectual things. I don't know. But you are gifted. The Lord bless you with abilities. Probably you think, I don't have many. But even if it's one thing, you know how to do that thing and you do it really good. You need to set your mind to be productive and from there, with that ability, you will start looking for places where you can put those abilities to work. You pray to the Lord and you say, Lord, I need work. Help me to be self-sufficient, to be productive. Take care of myself and the ones that are with me in trouble or in need. So, but this is what I can do. Do you understand, my friend? You have to see your skills first, praying to God for the right door. Because someone is watching. Always someone is watching. Like in this story. People were watching what she was doing. The supervisor in this field, he was watching and guess who else was there? Boaz was there too, watching. Because people are watching you, how you respond to your situations. Sometimes you can be in the middle of a big difficulty, and you have the right attitude. You look for opportunities to be productive, to be useful. And you know what? Someone is watching and says, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do this. And you know, out of all the smiley faces that you can have, probably the day that you will have the biggest smile in your life will be the day when after being without an employee, employment, without a job, you get hired. And the day that they pay you for the first time, there is such a satisfaction. And you say, I worked. I earned this check. I earned my money. And you can do that when you start from the right, the right first step. is watching yourself, what skills you are, and paying attention to the context and searching for opportunities. Setting your mind to be productive because someone is watching. And after all, your records speak loud. Eventually, people will ask you or they will find out what kind of things you have done. In this case, you know, this girl was helping the mother-in-law. And if, as a result of that, compassion came to her. You know, when you are helping people, when you are doing the best that you can to help others, Compassion is going to come to you sent by the good Lord God. 
He will send you people to share with you whatever is what you need, opportunities to work or resources, money, food, clothes, tools. You have no idea what the Lord can do for you until you start doing what you can. And when you see how the Lord is blessing you, you need to keep a low profile. Boaz came to Ruth and said, I know what you have done to your mother-in-law. You have helped. You left everything out there. You came here without knowing anybody because you want to help this lady. And that is, is really good. I'm impressed, Boaz, Boaz said. And you know what, <laughs> what was Ruth's answer? I'm just a servant. And you know what? Even though I'm just a servant, that I, I'm not part of your crew. So that was clever also, because somehow she was saying, I don't have a commitment. Would you like to hire me? <laughs> it is interesting how you, with one line, can touch the heart of somebody, especially those who have authority and power, especially those that have probably the money or the authority to determine to do this and to release that. One simple line. She was clever, you know. She was doing everything from her heart. But she said, well, actually, I don't have a, a commitment with anybody. I'm, I'm a free agent. It was in the air, the idea, would you like to hire me? <laughs> Immediately, Boaz said, oh, girl, you're good. You're good. Stay here. Stay with us. It's a good thing. And he promised her something. He said, God always will reward the good deeds. And you know, as a matter of fact, that every time you have done something right, something good for somebody, the rewards will come to you. They don't come right away. We know that. But they will come to you. Because the good Lord is so faithful. When, when he sees you, that you have the right attitude. You know what they say, right? The one with an attitude doesn't have gratitude. It is absolutely true. When you have the right attitude, you will have a lot of gratitude. You will thank everybody for what everyone does. And you don't have a problem thanking your employer for paying you. You don't have a, a problem thanking your employee for the work he does when you pay the employee. You don't have a problem thanking the waitress in the restaurant for the service she's doing or he is doing the server there on the restaurant or in any store or anywhere you are, even in your family, in your home place, anyone doing something, you have no problem by being grateful. Gratitude, gratitude. But we will continue reading in chapter 2, still, verses 14 through 15a, it says. This is one of my favorite moments. At mealtime, Boaz told Ruth, come and eat some of our bread. Here, dip your bread in our vinegar. So Ruth sat down with the workers. Boaz gave her some roasted grain. Ruth ate until she was full and there was, uh, there was some food left. Then 
Ruth got up and went back to work. Very happy. Continuing the reading. Then Boaz told his servants, Let Ruth gather even around the piles of grain. Don't stop her. And her work easier by dropping some full heads of grain for her. Let her gather that grain. Don't tell her to stop. It's a principle. You work. Naturally, you are tired. You need to sit down. And then you need to eat. And then you can rest. And what's next? Work again. How important is to develop that lifestyle, my friend. You know, some people talk about retirement projecting in their minds a time where they are going to be sitting down doing nothing. Just with the remote browsing on the TV. You know, many retirees that I know, friends of mine, some of them, they are in heaven already. But many of them, friends of mine, that they were very prosperous. I asked them, now that you're retired, what do you do? And they told me the activities that they were involved. Because they were able to retire after a long life to work. And when you learn to work and you have that discipline to work, you are not going just to stop and not work anymore. It's a lifestyle. Of course, you have to take your time to eat and rest. Because those who are working like maniacs and they don't rest, they don't take their time to enjoy a plate of bread dipping in vinegar, which I'm so curious what kind of vinegar was that. Because, you know, from where I come from, I love to, to grab my bread and dip it in different things, <laughs> many things. It's a great uh, way to eat and grains, of course. But what if suddenly you just don't have any time to enjoy a meal? It's all about working, 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 working. No, it cannot be that way. You have to work and enjoy your meal and take your time to rest. Now, on the other hand, we have to realize here a beautiful part of the story. It has to do with the order that Boaz gave to his employees. He said, guys, do me a favor. Let her gather full heads of grain. Make her work easier. <laughs> that is wonderful. And you know why it's wonderful? Because that tells you that when you put effort into whatever you do, suddenly things are going to get easier for you. Not like it was at the very beginning of your career in that company or in your business or in your occupation. It's just a matter of time. You will see the full heads of grain coming to you, not too difficult. Isn't it beautiful? The blessings of God when you do what is right. Now, do you want to know what happened next? <laughs> you will know all about it during our next worship service here. Because this story is to be continued. Yes, indeed, worship service 291, May 22nd, is going to be second chance for a young woman. Don't miss it here next Sunday here in Victory Church. Now, 
Let me read one more time this verse in the chapter 2, verses 15b and 16. Then Boaz told his servants, Let Ruth gather even around the piles of grain. Don't stop her. And make her work easier by dropping some full heads of grain for her. Let her gather that grain. Don't tell her to stop. Now, we, we discussed several things about this passage. I just want to close today with this beautiful concept. In the kingdom of God, the King of kings, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Lord God never stops working. He never stops working for you. He's always taking good care of you and, every, and everybody else. Now, of course, He is God. But his expectation is that we will be like him in many ways. And one of those ways is to look for ways to be productive, creative, inventive, resourceful, and always getting occupied with activities that are good, decent, honorable things to do. So, in fact, when someone is telling you, stop doing that, sometimes it's not the best thing to do. You know, if you feel that you can do and give more, go ahead. Just remember, you need to eat well and rest well. Rest, entertain yourself. But when you are ready to go, don't let people tell you not to do it. Because if you really like to work in the shop, let's say you... You like to work in carpentry, to give you an example, or you like to work with your flower bed. If that's what you like to do, go ahead and enjoy it. In fact, when it's about knowing more about the Bible, understanding better and better the scripture, go ahead. Keep reading, keep listening, keep learning. Because obviously the Lord has more for you. Don't tell people, don't you get tired of that? <laughs> you say, no, I really like it. <laughs> because there is so much richness in the Word of God and on the messages. And there are wonderful preachers everywhere. You just need to find them, the ones that you like, that you connect with, and learn more and more. Because those individuals, believe me, they know what they're saying. Those that are experienced, educated, you know, individuals that are legit, of course, they have so much to give. So take advantage of those opportunities and keep learning. Develop your faith. Don't let people saying stuff enough with that. Maybe it's enough for them, but not for you. <laughs> In fact, you know something? The Holy Spirit wants to give you more every day. So today, I just want you to experience more of His presence. And I want to invite you. What if you lift up your hands right now and you let me pray for you? Father, bless my friend that wants to receive more of you. Lift up your hands. Father, look the faithful attitude. Look at, look at this person so thirsty, Father, to receive a touch from you. Please, Lord, show him how powerful you are. Show her your power, how you 
Lord, are able to bless this person with a special touch of your Holy Spirit in this very moment. Receive, my friend. Receive more of Him, more of the joy of God, more of the peace of God, more of the wisdom of God, more of the holiness of God, more faith in God, the faith the Lord Jesus possesses, the faith of God. Receive it. And with it, you're going to receive many perks. And one of those perks is your healing. Do you know that the Lord wants to renew your mind, your body, like the eagles and get a second wind? Of course. So now I'm going to pray for your health. What if you, one more time, lift up your hands and say, Father, heal me. Say these words. Father, can you please heal me? Close your eyes and repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I need a miracle of healing in my life. I am here willing to receive my miracle. Give it to me, Father. I believe you can do it. You can restore me and make me new. Thank you, Lord, for the strength you give me and my healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. What if you send me an email to share your testimony with me, info at vchurch.us. I would love to see that. What is the best blessing? Well, the blessing of having eternal life. Like the words of the Lord Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 16. God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not be lost but have eternal life. So now is the time for us to make our declarations of eternal life. Are you ready? Say with me. I believe in the Bible. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus and I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that my sins are washed away by the power of the blood, death, and resurrection of Jesus. I believe the Holy Spirit dwells in me and will keep me for Him forever. And I believe that I will go to heaven one day because my name is written in the book of life. I am eternal in the name of Jesus. Amen. This was the message, Barley, and I would like to invite you. What if you try to share this with somebody? There are hundreds of videos available for us in our library. Go to the website, vchurch.us. Look for the connections to the different channels that we have available. On Vimeo, on YouTube, on Facebook, of course, the Roku channel, Apple channel. Feel free. Discover all the beautiful things that we have available here because it's our privilege that you are watching and connecting with us here in Victory Church. In the name of our Lord God Almighty, the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, be blessed. In the name of Victory Church Odessa, we say thank you. In the name of my family, my wife Tracy, my son Sebastian, my team and every church member, we thank you for your time and we wish you a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, 
don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo Vitutoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Also you took all of my tears You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You
absolutely amazing what I am feeling never before I experienced what you have done to me I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now but honestly you have changed everything for me and uh, I don't want to let it go I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you make me alive, this is my night, I'm gonna fight, I feel the wind, I'm gonna win, I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, 
hey, hey, hey. That's all. That's all. That's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.